0: so stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs it's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others
1: Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times there's still lots of planning involved let Wendy be the one on at midnight when your window opens to get that "Be Guest" reservation, or that coveted Anna and Elsa fast pass for your own princess, mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get twenty five dollars off your deposit with any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at wpmagicjourneys or WPMagicJourneys.com dot
2: Warning.
1: And or afternoon or morning or whenever you listen to this, and welcome to Diz After Dark. I am Nick and joining uh uh same joining me as always, but it's not always the same people. But this week we do have Mr Craig Lucas. Hello we have Miss Boston White Amanda. Hi. And the man, the myth, the legend, they call P dubs, Mr Paul Washington. Welcome. Welcome, yeah. welcome, welcome. I that. felt
4: like Chris Ripley was with us then when
3: Craig said hello. Oh, Chris Ripley, where are you?
1: Come in, Chris Ripley, your time is up. If he turns up on UOP this week or Disney Brit, I'm going to kick off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they need the ratings, both of them. So, um, we've got a few things we want to talk about, but actually, you know what? Let's let start the show off as we start the show off every time. We're around the What's Everybody Drinking? Mr. Lucas, what are you drinking? I am drinking Bud Light
3: and I've got an old Putney whiskey chaser.
1: Holy cow, this could go really, really horrible wrong tonight.
0: We thought that last time and the last episode did really well, so That that is actually quite true. That is
1: actually quite true. Oh, that hits the spot. Um Mr P we sweet drinking.
0: Uh, well, my training plan for uh, the Bibbity-Bobbity Challenge at Disneyland Paris begins tomorrow. So, uh, a glass of water. glass of water. I did
1: see that you mentioned that, and I have seen the medal for the Bibbity-Bobbity Run, or whatever they're calling it.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, oh, if only I was available that weekend that that event's happening. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm doing that weekend, but I'm sure I'm busy that weekend. So, uh, no, I'm not going to be able to join that event this year. Um Amanda, are you drinking tonight or are you still recovering from your trip?
4: Um, I'm still really recovering from my trip and from being sick, so I'm having a cup of tea, but I'll pretend that um I'm cool if you want and say that I'm drinking Bud Light.
1: Excellent. Cool. No one no one would have heard that and will nope. believe you're drinking Bud Light. Don't tell
3: anyone.
1: Yay. And me, hang on. That is me opening my can also of Bud Light. So chin chin
3: so can we pretend that this show is sponsored by Bud Light? Uh, no.
1: I mean, we could because do, but where's the funny thing? It is, it is the best American lager. Um, Come on on. Well, it is. But if someone wants to pay us, then that will be, that will be soon rectified. Um, but we're going to try and do something. And this could go hilariously wrong. And because I don't like editing, I'm going to leave it in. But at the moment, as you would have heard from the little bonus episode we released last week, Mr. D is currently still in Disney World. And at, to be exact, at this moment in time, we know exactly where he is in Disney World, because he's in Pandora. At, not the shop in Disney Springs, by the way, which is where he thought he was. He was in there last night. Yeah. I'll yeah, yeah, pull donuts to you. But um, he's actually in The Wizarding World of Pandora. Is that what it's called? The Wizarding World of Pandora? Let's say it (laughs) is. So he's there now, and he's actually already been on uh, the flights. What's it called? Flight of Fantasy? Flight
3: Flight of of the (laughs) Hippogriff?
1: What's it called, Poit Dubs? Flight of... Flight of Passage. Passage. Not Back Passage, Greg. So (laughs) um, we know he's been on that already, and we know what his views are on it. Um, And I think he's recorded some audio for him, but... City sausage, he's only put himself online, hasn't he? So, we're gonna now try and see if we're, he, we're gonna call him and see if he answers the phone. Uh, and hopefully, he's not on the boat ride.
3: Pretend yeah. to be a policeman, right? And his house is burnt down. You do know, it's gonna
4: say Nick, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, when it pings up on his phone, it does say he's calling. Oh, now. yeah, it's gonna be like Beatles About Watch out, Beatles About. Unfortunately, both my hands are the same size. Uh, Google it. <laughs> You know what, I didn't even realise his hands were not the same size until he died.
3: I always thought one hand, what, did you go to the funeral and they had like a little hand sticking out?
1: Yeah, it was an open casket and his little hand was waving. Oh, always, I always used to think one hand was just dead far away. <laughs> you mean like Father Ted and the cows? Right, yeah. Let's see what happens when we try and speak to Mr. D all the way over in Pandora. Let's see if this works. Let's this is just so just so dramatic. Ah, it's it's. This could be this oh, cool. the, the first podcast recorded in uh, Pandora if it happens.
3: This is literally the first podcast recorded in Pandora if it happens. Have you just said that? Yeah. Bloody hell! Watch out, Beatles! About watch out, Beatles! About you better watch Wait.
1: out. Whoa! Yeah, Whoa! Hey, Mr. D, Mr. D, you are you Are you alive on Days After Dark? I'm talking to you live, How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: doing good. I'm talking to you live from Pandora, from the hey! planet of Pandora. Hey! And I'll tell you something else. I was just in the process of sending you a picture of me with my sex tail on. I
4: just got it. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh,
2: that is a sex <laughs> <fail>. <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
4: Now, we're
1: not I know gonna,
2: how much you wanted to see that, Greg.
1: He's always, always wanting to see your sex towel. Oh, that, <laughs> picture, that picture is my new wallpaper. I don't need to have my kids on my on my wallpaper anymore. When I can have that, that's glorious.
2: Uh, well, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. that's front cover, front cover of Playboy next month, definitely, <laughs> or even Centerfold.
1: Now, Mr D, we appreciate you're in Pandora, and I don't want to take up too much yep. of your valuable holiday time, but just in yep. a few words, would you like to say us so what your experience has been like so far?
2: So far, okay. Um, we've been on both rides. It's an annual pass holder preview. They've done a great job of managing the crowds because uh, as both were walk-on. So we did the flight uh, passage of... was it? Passage of flight. flight. We, we did that yeah. twice. Absolutely stunning. It's like soaring on cracky, crack cocaine. It's absolutely amazing. Um, we also did the boat ride, uh, the Navi boat ride. Very good, very clever. Lots of good technology. You know, nice nice ride. Um, not an e-ticket, I don't think. Or, not. you know, not the kind of thing you'd want to go on again and again and again. However, having said that, we're just about to go on it again.
4: Um,
2: <laughs> it and it then be- the land... <laughs> The land itself is looks fantastic, they've done a fantastic job of it, um, it's enormous, um, there's, a, there's a place to eat, uh, there's a little snack stand, and then there's a big shop at the end of the, um, the flight ride, um, so it's, they've done a fantastic job, the place looks awesome, uh, the, the theming is amazing, um, I think it's going to draw big crowds, definitely, to the animal kingdom, and between that and the Rivers of Light nighttime show, which we can talk about next time I'm back, because we went to see that for the first time, I think it is more of a, a full partner. Um, is it a potter killer? Don't know. I think the flight ride on its own beats any other potter rides as an wow. in individual ride. Okay. okay. But mm. the whole thing, the whole thing versus potter with the eight books and the Fantastic beasts and the stories and the characters and all of that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think given that Potter's a little bit old now and this is brand new, it's going to be good for Disney. But I just got to say if this is what they did with Avatar. I can't wait for Star Wars Land. It's just going to be enormous. Wow. So what,
3: what Jim Hill is saying, Paul, is um, that <laughs> Pandora, a lot of the stuff in the land. Is gonna be mm-hmm. coming up in the next films.
2: Right. Okay. So
3: they future proof themselves basically.
2: Right. Okay. Sorry
3: that it might have yeah. a bigger draw later on once the, the new
2: shows sure. come out. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be good because obviously there is only the one film and it wasn't made for wasn't a Disney film, was it? We've no, talked about that a lot. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I mean, as a visual treat, just like the film, actually, if you think about what the film was when it first came out, it was a big 3D visual treat. And this place is the same, really. Uh, and that ride, the flight ride, is just oh, breathtaking. We, we, we went on it. We both came off it. Said, like, quick, let's get back on it again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're like two little kids in a sweet shop. So, yeah, I'm just going to I'm just gonna um, play with my Navi tail a little bit more because I'm enjoying myself. And uh, then we're going to go and ride the river ride again. And I think they're going to kick us up then. They're going to kick us up at five o'clock. So we've had three hours in here, and um, it's been good. I will talk about the dining when I get back. Mm-hmm. Um, the dining, they have a canteen here, which we've just been in. We didn't eat, but we because we'd stuffed ourselves in Boma this morning. Made a big mistake of, of saying, oh, you don't do zebra doms anymore. And she said, well, well, we can fix that. And she brought a huge plate of zebra dumps. Well, it. it would have been rude not to not to eat them. So we didn't eat, uh, but we did go in for a drink and took some pictures, had a look around. And the food is looks really good quality for a quick service. And I think that's a theme. I think Disney are definitely upping the quality of their quick service meals. I don't know if um, if quick service dining plan is taking over more from the from the regular dining plan, but that's certainly something we noticed. So, more to come on that one.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you very much for today. Um, send your regards to your lovely wife and uh, daughter, and uh, we look we'll forward do. to hearing more from you when you're back in the UK.
2: Yeah, and can't wait to see the new vlog, which uh, I've seen on I've uh, seen the, the messages on that, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But um sounds like it's great, so I'll be looking forward to, to watching that as soon as we get back to the hotel. But great talking
1: to you guys. You too. Enjoy the rest of your holiday, Mr. Dean.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Bye. See you soon. See you, Craig. See you, Amanda. Bye.
1: Wow. Wow. Oh, speechless. First call from Pandora. Amazing. Um, what I was going to say, I didn't want to interrupt him anymore, but what I was going to say was, him talking about the 3D spectacle of Avatar reminded me of one of my favourite quotes when Avatar came out. Somebody on Twitter um, had seen it in 3D and, and remarked about how great it was and then said, I wish life was in 3D like Avatar. Oh, that wasn't your wife, was it? Uh, you know what? Surprisingly not. Even she's not that stupid when it comes to saying stupid things. But uh yeah, that was quite that was quite remarkable. But um well, that that that's good. I'm i looking forward to I know he's recorded some audio for us as well, which we'll push out probably on the next show. Um but um yeah, it was definitely good to hear some for of the first time uh, views of, of Pandora. Yeah, that's
4: really cool.
3: Have you listened to uh, Jim Hill's
1: podcast? I have not listened to Jim Hill's podcast.
3: He was extremely complimentary about it and Len Tester is extremely complimentary about it. Um and although they're not saying it's a potter killer as such, they're saying the technology employed in there is better than potter.
1: I wonder if I'm not and I don't know about the land around Animal Kingdom, but I wonder if it is a massive success if they would be able to actually expand it, if it, if it required it.
3: Lentester prefers Avatar to Potter. Because he is, his thing was some people are city people. Some people are countryside people. And he's not really a Potter fan. He appreciates Potter, but he hasn't read the books. He hasn't, you know, he's, you know, he just dips his toe in whatever. But, Pandora is absolutely stunning.
1: I'm just I mean, my my main concern, and that's why I asked that question. Is there's only two attractions, and we found with Harry Potter when that first opened up. I mean, uh, Hogsmeade has three attractions, doesn't it? It had the um, had Hogwarts Castle. It had the flight of the Hufflepuff or whatever it was called, um, <laughs> and the Dueling Dragons Dragons Challenge Makeover. So I had three attractions there and I obviously expanded that over to London. So what do we think?
3: I'm happy because on the, on the other side you've only got two attractions. You've got the train and um, Escape from Gringotts.
0: And I believe Star Wars Land's only going to have two as well.
3: Yeah. Oh. it's That's about
0: par I think. I'm,
3: the, the tour and plans have have given them a solid three and a half to four out of five. So, they're not ticket attractions. Although everybody is coming off this flight of the paper grifting, and are just blown away by. It. Mm. It,
1: definitely, so, yeah. it. Definitely seems to be the one that people are raving on about. I mean, I've not had too much negativity about the, the boat ride, but I think it's I think it's a bit tame.
3: The boat ride um, is supposed to be quite intimate because you're supposed to be getting into woven boats that have been built by the Navy, not getting into a big 24 seater Pirates of the Caribbean boat. So there's only a limited number of seats. I can't remember how many, whether it's it
0: was six to eight, isn't it? I can't six. remember. Is it? Yeah, yeah, they're very, very small.
4: I haven't looked at anything to do with the rides, I'll be honest, because I. And I think I've done a good job so far of avoiding it because I do just want to be surprised when I get there. So I've seen like obviously the pictures of around Pandora, but I've tried really hard to not look at anything to do with the rides.
3: Hmm. I mean, I I had a conversation with Jim Hill the other day um, and it was I asked him if I could quote it on the show and we are planning to get him back on the show. Uh, where is he? Oh, little Jim Hill, we love you so. Just mentioning Jim Hill, there's an extra thousand people going to listen to this show now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just play "Sign uh, Jim Hill" will be fun. Yeah, let's
0: have a go. Whatever number it is, quoted by Jim Hill. That's <laughs> the title.
3: Yeah, there you go. It's sword and on acid, and Jim Hill's mentioned. Uh, it's what did he say feel happy it's beautiful it's wonderful designed it's got amazing detail but in the end it's not going to do for Disney what Potter did for Universal think about it The Wizard of the World is based on eight movies and seven books Avatar is based on one film that everyone sort of remembers in the end as you walk through pandora you have to admit it's beautiful and you don't feel anything like the connection to the characters and the films and the stories like you do in the wizarding world so that's gmail um, just to be sure you don't have to go into it with high expectations because as lovely as it is pandora doesn't deliver the way as the wizarding world does Star Wars, on the other hand, could be a real game-changer. Um, he also believes there's no Beastly Kingdom ever mm-hmm. that's, that's gone. And as for the moon of Endor, you have to remember the Avatar deal was signed in September 2011, and Disney only found out George Lucas was serious about retiring and selling off Lucasfilm in 2012. So given Endor, a Pandora-like treatment was never a consideration Besides, where would you find that many little people to fully populate the land? I mean, I'm
4: available.
3: I'm available, just chop my legs off. I'll be an Ewok.
1: I would say Newcastle. Um, But it's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know Jim knows, you know, he's got more fingers in pies than we have. But, you know, do we really think if Star Wars land is a runaway success and I I mean I think everyone thinks it will be. Do you not think they're trying to incorporate it into other parks? And if so, Animal Kingdom is the best fit for something like Endor. Um you know. I, I just think that it's got legs.
0: Oh I, I definitely they're definitely gonna expand. If it mm. if this one does well then it, to be fair it could fit in any of the parks. But yeah. as you say Animal Kingdom is definitely viable for that kind of environment.
1: But yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't have to be Animal Kingdom. It just, that to me is the best fit based on what the park is about. Um, I think it's a shame about Beastly Kingdom, but at the same time, is anyone really surprised? I mean, that was a project that's now 20 years old. Over 20 years old.
0: They moved on as well, didn't they? Because they started looking at a fifth fifth gate being a a villain's park, mm. which they went bigger, and that still didn't happen. So I, I can't ever see him looking at something like that now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll move you there. One of the great lost things that we'll never see. I know we saw elements of it at, at Islands of Adventure, but that original <laughs> Beastly Kingdom plan was pretty spectacular, if you ask me.
3: Are you into Star Wars at all, Amanda? Are you excited for Star Wars Land?
4: Um, I mean, I've watched a couple of the films now, and I like them. They're good. I like. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to be the biggest Star Wars fan because I think I've maybe came onto Star Wars a little bit too late. I but like I'm excited about the Star Wars Land.
3: Yeah, I, th- I don't think it can ever be too late to Star Wars. It's timeless. No. I don't know.
4: Like, I'm watching them, and I'm I'm thinking, yeah, they're, they're really good films. But there's films that I like an awful lot more.
3: Where have you started?
4: Well, I started watching Episode 1. But... And then I wasn't, it right now, and I wasn't into it. And then I went in a different direction and watched Rogue One. So, and I'm starting from there. so i've watched those two now i like rogue one it's good
1: yeah i think if you start i mean you've done the right thing in going with with rogue one and then if you do machete order which is four five sorry four five two three six seven that's a pretty good order to watch them in
4: okay that's what i'll do
1: but I am so excited one.
4: about Star Wars Land though. I think it's gonna be dead good.
3: Yeah. Are you excited for Pandora?
4: Yeah, I am. I'm really I excited am. for Pandora.
3: I am. I'm so excited for Pandora. I can't literally can't wait to get lost in there. It's meandering. You don't just walk in. There's little paths, like very much like what Animal Kingdom is. You can just get yourself lost in there, apparently.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Like usually I tend to spend like maybe three hours at Animal Kingdom Tops.
3: Correct. Mm.
4: And that's, realistically, I don't, it's my least favourite Disney park. Even though I love animals and I love everything to do with that, I just feel like the park doesn't offer enough for me. Yeah, So Correct. I tend to just go and ride Everest and the safari and then i leave. So if this is going to keep me at Animal Kingdom for a little bit longer, I'm all for it
3: we're giving Animal Kingdom two days this year oh, yeah. Illuminate. yeah, well you've got I'm not the, going that far well they're there not two full days I think uh, from what I can remember it's like a bit of a lie in, a bit of a lazy morning and then we're heading in and then on the other one, because you've got to see Avatar in the day and the night and then we've got the dining package for the Rivers of Light um, dining experience thing so, you know, yeah, I'll be. We'll be given a hundred percent more time to Animal Kingdom this year, and that's what they, that's what they're hoping for, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm very much like you. Get in, do dinosaur, do Everest, uh, maybe do the the boat ride, baby. Go and do the safari if I have to, but it's rubbish. Um, animals just don't do anything; they just sit there, and then we get off. You know, um, the Nemo show and the Lion King show, they're something we do every few years, not every year.
4: Yeah, same.
3: We're just on the same wavelength, Amanda.
4: I know, we're such brain twins.
3: Brain twins.
0: Yeah. I have, I have to agree. The last last time we went, we did 12 days in Orlando the last time we went, and we spent maybe two-thirds of a day at Animal Kingdom Tops. So this is the, they want to move people from the other parks, don't they? Certainly from Hollywood Studios, they want people to move over. So, and that's what Pandora will do for now.
4: Yeah. Honestly, though, I know that the studios gets a lot of flack. I I can still spend a whole entire day at the studios. Oh I... yeah,
0: yeah, totally agree. But I think it's more the room that they've got at the moment is that they want to move people out of that park, so it's not as busy.
4: Yeah. What well,
0: that.
3: That park is basically half shut at the moment. And because of that, there's not as much space. It's rammed, isn't it? Every time you see any footage from Hollywood Studios, it's so busy.
4: Yeah, that's true. And I feel like Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, the queues for those two, are just always insane now.
3: They're on borrowed time. No. Guardians of the Galaxy.
4: No.
0: Make them both Rock and
4: roller coaster definitely is. No. Look, I love
1: rock and roller coaster and I love Aerosmith, but let's be honest, no one cares. I care. Yeah, but we've oh, got the CDs to listen to. It's fine.
3: You're going to literally run out of handcuffs, Amanda, because you'll be chaining yourself to everything in Orlando. I
4: know.
1: The good news, though, the good news, though, is that because of where God, gar- where Guardians is, because of where the Tower of Terror is. And uh. where Rock and Roller Coaster is, a man just needs one really big-ass chain, and she can <laughs> stand in the middle of both of them. Yeah. That getting is t-
4: true. T- yeah, just
3: that's getting that's tased.
1: <laughs> now, um, there are a few things that uh, we wanted to talk about tonight. I just want to point out, by the way, that's not Flynn. Oh? I'm not sure what the name of the dog is there. Okay, one
4: um, one. I'm dog sitting, and it won't show up.
1: There's, there's nothing wrong with it. I just wanted to point out, like, Flynn, Flynn's licking his paws next to me, being a quiet one for once. Um,
3: Who's just doing a shout-out for the dog, the dog you're sitting? Who is he?
4: She's it's, it's, it's called Luna, and she's a German Shepherd, and she's very loud.
3: Oh, love German Shepherds. Dead clever, Dan.
4: Clever, but noisy.
1: I prefer French farmers. So... um <laughs> Yeah, so a few things that, a few bits of news that have come in, and, and a topic that's actually been recommended to us as well. So, uh, first of all, I don't think we touched on it last week, um, so I think it might have broken after we last recorded. But um, did anyone want to talk about the fact that there's a new Pirates of the Caribbean film that's being held to ransom by a pirate?
3: That's a bit weird, isn't
1: it? I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that that's the film. That's well, actually, have they actually confirmed that that's the film? Because I don't think Bob Iger's actually confirmed it.
0: I think we've all assumed it. No, they didn't. It was it was rumored that it was, but it's never been confirmed.
4: Mm. Wait, the one that's just come out now.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's coming oh. out Friday.
4: Oh, is it out in America already?
1: No, comes out this Friday. I've seen it then. Um, it? Well, it's been there's been some previews of it. Um, I mean, there was a preview last Sunday at Disneyland Paris when Johnny Depp came over. They had a screening there. Um, they've had a few premieres. And I know that yeah. the embargo is up because I've seen some reviews of it today. Yeah. Um, and actually, have you read any of the reviews, Paul? I've read three good ones and one bad one. Oh, you've read a bad one, have you?
0: Yeah, Empire gave it one star. Well, Empire can go oh. suck my
1: knob. Not because of yeah. that, but their reviews... <laughs> can be so all over the place yeah i mean they gave i'm pretty sure they gave you four or five stars to attack of the clones and it was only like a couple of years ago they were like yeah maybe we was a bit over generous on that one i like attack of the clones yeah i'd rather watch john carter which is what it's essentially a rip off of um but um yeah no you can't give a film like that one star i'm not saying you have to love it but One Star seems to just be a bit of... People that do that, it seems to be they're doing it to try and make themselves look good or give a name to themselves.
0: Yeah, it seems to be that they think it's the in thing to to do this uh, a popular film, don't they?
1: There was, there was a guy, I remember when Inside Out came out, and I think the week after it came out, it had like a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes, and then um somebody obviously took the opportunity to give it a negative review just to be that one person and you thought why do you have to be a dick like that's not you know, you can say like oh it was okay but you can't turn around and go it was crap or, or something do you know what i mean it was just yeah. it just screams of attention seeking and um yeah empire seems to be the latest i mean the thing is don't you get wrong i could go and watch it and say i didn't like it but i'm not going to give it a one-star review that just seems to be uh, spiteful more than anything else.
4: Yeah, that seems really harsh.
1: Mm. Have you seen all the films, Amanda? No. Good. Oh, I loved them all. The, no, why? I, I I, mean, Curse of the Black Pearl is great. Um, yeah. I actually quite enjoy the second one, actually, which a lot of people don't. But I, I like the second one. I didn't like the... Is it World's End was the third one?
0: Yeah, that, well, that one. was the that was the worst of the four so yeah. far. It was it
1: was just it just seemed to really really drag for some reason, and I didn't really like four either. It had it moments, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. It was an improvement, but it sounds like this one is more in tone to the Curse of the Black Pearl, um, and I've I, I, conflicting reports on people saying it rounds up the series nicely but it also leaves a door open for further sequels so i don't know what, what the I game plan is it does. yeah i'm not sure what the game plan is with that but um
0: yeah I but think the trailers have gonna... all sold it as the the final begins mm. so they've yeah. obviously planned that yeah. there's going to be more and and depp has been interviewed and says that he he's going to carry on playing him
1: well, I imagine Depp would carry on playing him, if nothing else, at um, Great Ormond Street Hospital, yeah. to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's... he Or, or at Disneyland. Um, I, I think he'll yeah. always find an excuse to play uh, Captain Jack, even if it's not in a part of the Caribbean film. Um, but interestingly, saying, talking about franchise and stuff like that, um, I know it's not really Disney-related, but um, they've come out today and announced the Universal... Is it Dark? The Dark
0: Universe.
1: Dark Universe, um, which is being kicked off with The Mummy in a couple of weeks' time, the new Tom Cruise film, and it's going to be featured around, um, oh, what's his face? Who's the bloke that likes chucking telephones and fighting around the world with his boat tugger? Um, Russell Crowe. Um, So Russell Crowe is going to be the linchpin for these films. And it's going to be a whole host of Universal Monster films based on the on the classic monsters, um, and he's playing Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, isn't he? Um, and he's going to be the character that kind of keeps these worlds all together, which will eventually lead into like a, a kind of Avengers like thing with Universal Monsters. Um, and Johnny Depp has been cast as that, uh, cast in that. Um, Are you going and, to
3: bring Abbott and Costello
1: back? Yes, as zombies much like oh, yeah. the writers that we talked about and Pop Off the Dark that time. Um, but I didn't know... Did you know that Johnny Depp was going to be playing The Invisible Man? Yeah, he's been rumoured for
0: about two years.
1: Oh, OK. Because that was the first I'd, I'd heard that he was doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with that, and also, um, obviously, he's going to be in the next Fantastic Beasts uh, movie as well, he's going to be a busy lad for uh, for film franchises for the next few years.
0: Yeah. I was, I was saying earlier, he's literally going to go, because The Invisible Man's not actually in the next film, weirdly. Mm. The one that they haven't cast is next, and that's The Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, is that the next one? Yeah, that's out 2019. Yeah, I just assumed, I saw I
1: saw, I saw that was out in February 2019, I just assumed yeah. that there was going to be one in between. But, oh. No,
0: apparently not.
1: Wow, okay. I mean, the only thing that bothers me a little bit is we've had two film franchises this year announce this series of sequels that were going to be coming along and both of them are bombed so hard that I don't think we're going to see even a sequel for either of them, let alone a series of films.
3: What's the figures for both of them? It's King Arthur and Power Rangers, is it?
1: You read my mind, Craig. Um, Power Rangers, uh, last time I looked... I think it made about 130 million globally. Um, How much did it cost to me? About 75, I think, or 90 million, something like that. You've got to remember, for a film to be seen as successful, it has to make at least three times its budget.
3: Yeah.
1: And King, not... King Arthur, um, I'm it. not sure what the figures are, but I'm sure its production budget was 175 million. It was huge. And it, didn't even get to number one. Not, not only did not knock Guardians off the top, but I think it only opens about thirty million or something.
0: I mean, it, and it's that bombed. of course links back to Disney.
1: Yeah,
0: that links back to Disney because Guy Ritchie's directing Aladdin. Well, he's definitely not going to be directing the sequel to King Arthur. <laughs> no, Guy Ritchie directing a musical live action version version of Aladdin. Oh, oh it's God gonna be a
1: boy, I cannot. I, 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 it's such a missed opportunity for them not to cast Jason Statham as Aladdin. Can I eat one of those apples, governor? (laughs) I I, I would literally watch Jason Statham in anything. In fact, if they turn around tomorrow... Yeah. If they turn around tomorrow and say um, that uh, the Bride of Frankenstein is going to be played by Jason Statham, I'm all in.
4: I cry.
0: (laughs) Take my money. Jason Statham as Aladdin and Vinnie Jones as Jafar.
4: Jason Statham.
0: (laughs) Right, for
4: anyone that's
1: listening to this that doesn't think that's a good idea, I refer you to watch um, Fast and Furious 8, or The Fate of the Furious, depending on where in the world you are, uh, and also Spy. He's the best thing in both of those films, and the funniest. He's amazing, um, and I have a bit of a man crush on him. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's, it, for Disney, that's probably a good thing that... King Arthur's flopped so hard, but um, I think we're seeing a real shift because this summer the only films that seem to have done well so far have been sequels. Every kind of original IP has flopped. I know, I know, Power Rangers obviously had its history, but this was seen as a reboot of that franchise, and it's flopped. King Arthur's flopped, so I'm Wait,
4: really King con- Arthur, the one that has Charlie Horn in it. Yes. What?
1: Yeah, completely bombed, completely bombed. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, The Mummy comes out on the 9th of June in the UK. I'm not sure about America. I think it might be the same kind of time. Um, But, you know, again, Universal announced that this is going to be part of a franchise. The difference with this compared to the other films we just talked about is the fact that Universal have announced a cast for all this kind of stuff. Whilst with these films, they just talked about the fact this was going to be the first of many. So I think Universal have a lot more faith in The Mummy. Um, But, you know, Guardians is still doing pretty damn well. Um, You know, Pirates of the Caribbean is projected to do well. Um, So it's coming out quite close to a busy season. Um, You know, I I wonder how well The Mummy's going to do. You must be confident the money's going to do something with them, announcing all these films. It looks bloody good. It does look good. And to be honest, I mean, although King Arthur didn't look terrible, I didn't really have. I had the chance to go and see an early preview of it with my pass, so it was going to what cost me What um, did the Great bottom. wall of
3: China thing do?
1: Um, it didn't do great, but um, it did pretty well in in China, of course. So. Um, it wasn't a, a bomb, but it, it bombed pretty much in America. But it did well globally. Because that's the thing nowadays. The thing is, like, it was always what happened at the US box office mattered. Now it's actually worldwide glo- uh, gross is becoming more and more important. So yeah, totally. it has to be, it has to be big. You know, it has to be big somewhere. If it's not America. It's not the biggest deal. But it has to be big somewhere else. Um, so it's it's an interesting season. And of course, Alien has just come out, and that's that's kind of flopped as well. Aww. The new Alien film. It's, Cars uh,
3: Three's going to smash it out the park
1: then, isn't he? Well, that's what I mean. Cars 3 comes out two weeks after The Mummy. Yeah. So it hasn't got a massive window where it's not got... Because that's going to, as you say, I think that's going to really nail it. So um, it better have a good couple of weeks. And Wonder Woman. Oh, God. When does that come out? It comes out on the... 2nd of June, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Mummy's got some competition then, because Wonder Woman's getting some really good reviews.
3: And all the ladies on the planet are going to watch that. It's girl power. My girls are desperate to go and see a female superhero.
1: I mean, to be fair, it does look pretty good. It does look pretty good. I will give it that. If nothing else.
3: Um, So... Disney um. news, anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, oh right, we've got a two a time out here. Pause the podcast. Go onto YouTube, and go and visit our new vlogger.
1: That's yeah. Uh, we forgot the fact that Mister D was so corporate, even on holiday, that he talked about the vlogger before we did. <laughs> so um, we didn't mention it. We, we again, it's something we didn't mention on the last show, but we now have two vloggers that are going to be pushing out content on our youtube channel
3: yeah coming live well not live you know what i mean from (laughs) orlando and the orlando area and it's basically theme parks and we've just asked because you know what us brits are like we're a little bit weird we love americans walking around walmart or buying a coffee in starbucks or eating a burger in Casey Joe's Fatball Corner, or whatever it's called.
1: What? Stop wrestling crazy by up?
3: Just made it up. It sounds boss. Casey Jones Fatball Corner. If anyone can do a, a poster for that, I'd really appreciate it. I want it on a T-shirt. I really want to shit off fingers. So the two boys, Jason and Luke, uh, Luke has just put his content out. He was at Universal over the weekend. And I've had a watch of the vlog, and it's absolutely brilliant. It's everything that we asked for. It's just good. It's just It's just boss. I loved it. And Jason is editing his from the content that he made on Saturday, so his is going to be out soon.
4: Have yeah, two- that's from Spiffy Saturday at Universal.
3: Yeah.
4: Wait, do you know what Spiffy Saturday is? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically um it's premium, it's like a universal version of dapper day, So what's it
1: called Spiffy what
4: spiffy Saturday,
3: <laughs> so which it was Jason there yeah, no way,
4: yeah,
1: we're just breaking
3: all the records tonight,
1: <laughs> smashing it, boom, smashing it, so um that you can, they can do that. they are up on our YouTube channel.
3: Yeah, the After Dark Podcast
1: Network. And also on our page as well, I think.
3: Yeah, I've put them out on um, Twitter and Facebook. In the words of Adam Buxton, like and subscribe. Like Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe.
1: Also, if you could do that for our podcast, that'd be great.
3: Oh, so yeah. I'd like and subscribe, subscribe
1: that. And also if you're subscribed, unsubscribe and then re bumps our numbers up. We got up to uh about seventeen last week in the podcast. Universal
3: after dark got up to number sixteen in the UK places and travel
1: chart. Boom.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was exciting.
1: Yeah, very yeah. much. So thank you. Thank you to our audience there. Um, right. So was there any other news, Craig, or did you want to go on to the kind of topic that got uh
0: I have some breaking news. Oh, <laughs> it's very exciting. So for all those people that ask when the three o'clock parade is, it's no longer the three o'clock parade. Say what? It's, it's now the two o'clock parade. Oh, that's going to burn my adult. out.
1: Is this because of something to do with, like, you know, daylight savings time?
0: I don't know. It just says from August the 20th the time will be brought forward to two o'clock. But how very
1: random we'll push back. Surely.
3: Did it used to be two o'clock in
1: the
0: eighties or something? God knows. But then this could possibly link into the fact that there's rumors that paint the night is on its way. So could it be that they're bringing the daytime parade forward so they can fit in paint the night later on? Mm. Maybe, yes.
4: but I did. I did read a thing earlier as well that um, what's the what's the dancy kind of thing that they do there now in Magic Kingdom? Move off, it, shake I'm it.
0: Afraid. Yeah, move it, shake it. That's it. A... Um,
4: that the times so of that have all moved forward a little bit too, and that's because of happily ever after. Mm. Hmm. So it, it could be a knock-on effect, maybe. Hmm.
1: Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, all those people that got tattoos that say that the three o'clock parade are going to be screwed, aren't they? (laughs) Have people actually got tattoos? Oh, come on. I I guarantee somebody out there will have a tattoo about the three o'clock parade. Think of the amount of people there are in the world and the amount of people that like Disney parks and stuff like that. I'd be shocked if no one has that tattoo. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want there to be someone that has
0: that tattoo. But because well, you've got one next. Is that why? Yes, that's I want to you be don't want
1: the only one. In. That's it exactly. I want them to innovate, not replicate. Um <laughs> so Please send us your your Disney tattoos to our Facebook page. Um oh, Please, yeah. That would be boss. I've seen some excellent uh excellent tattoos actually already like that, but not not on our Facebook page. so Please send yours in. we do like to see them. Um but if that's all the news that we have for this week, um, we had a comment on our Facebook page which kind of piqued our interest and started a little bit of a debate, so I thought that we should bring it to the table uh, and just kind of see where it goes. So, uh, this is from Steve Ruthen. Um not TV Steve Wilson, another Steve Wilson.
3: Is he a wrestler?
1: I don't believe he is a wrestler. Is he a dead wrestler? He's definitely not a dead wrestler. I'm not interested. To, my, to my knowledge. Um, but he said, has anyone experienced lion, in, lion rage in Disney? Um, he said, we did stay after many vis- visits and on living seas with Nemo of all places. Um, I'll read this verbatim because I, I do like the language used in this, actually. Guy was funning around with his uncontrollable kids leaving a 50-foot gap in front. We ambled by knowing he would eventually catch back up with his wife and there'd be no issue, or so he thought. Angry fucker kicked off loudly. Lion cutters. Calm down, bud. But he was just a total knob and a great example to his kids. (laughs) So, um, Steve followed it up. Craig replied first, because it's Craig. Um, And then he suggested that we did a thing on the show about things at Disney and Universal that piss us off. And he gave some suggestions, and these are things that uh, affect him. So, we'll go through these and then... We'll kind of go individually. There's things that we can add to this list. Um, But he doesn't like Americans overusing the term. Awesome. Um, Anyone using the term, you want to go potty, especially when not talking to toddlers, um, being deliberately bashed by pushchairs, ECVs, etc. And anyone lifting up a 12-inch iPad to film fireworks.
4: Oh, yeah, the iPad thing. Really annoys me.
1: That that that's his list of pet peeves. Um, yeah. I I mean, does anyone not agree with the iPad thing?
3: I totally totally agree with it.
1: They're just they're just so annoying.
3: I just don't see the point. I mean, if little Jeremy needs to be entertained with an iPad, you know, so be it. But keep it. It literally lights up everything, doesn't it?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, but there was a woman walking around Universal last week with. It was bigger than an iPad. I think it was like some kind of Samsung tablet. It was huge, and she was walking around (laughs) filming, just filming around the park. I was like, "What the hell?"
1: I think what's amazing as well, though, is that we now live in an age where, like, a handycam, as they used to be branded by Sony, now actually does fit exactly in your hand. It's only slightly larger than the average hand. So they don't take up any kind of room or anything like that. They're very discreet, actually. And you can film with one of those, get much better picture quality, and it doesn't obscure anyone's view.
4: Mm-hmm. But she's walking around with this big tablet, and she's not even looking at like the real world. She's looking at everything through the tablet. But the, because it, it's so big, and it's just in front of her face.
3: I think that's how people interact with each other now anyway.
4: Yeah. It blew my mind but
0: we're, we're proving that aren't we really
3: Yeah suppose it's, it's the future If you watch Adam the Woo and he meets up a load of other vloggers None of them make eye contact with each other <laughs> They're all holding their iPhones up in front of each other's faces And they're talking to their audience And trying to talk to each other as well It's bizarre
1: Do you Um I think they should introduce a law in all theme parks that the only person that can walk around with a tablet is Moses. Fair enough. Is that is that is that right? I haven't read the Bible. Was it Moses with the
0: tablet? He had two, I think.
1: Moses Did anybody
0: t- see, see Tim Tracker's video when they went to the Holy Land? Ask oh, Genius.
1: Oh, sounds like one I need to watch, to be honest. It sounds like a right treat uh yeah moses with the tablet in the study um right so uh wasom awesome. are, are there any american phrases like that that make your skin crawl no
4: i call like
3: the american phrases i uh, i don't mind them to be honest i want to do um i don't take offense but it puts me out of my comfort zone I, I'm comfortable talking to you lot, but if you asked me to tap dance, I couldn't tap dance, do you know what I mean? Like, I can't do it for an audience, I can't turn it on, but Americans don't, just
0: don't.
3: introduce themselves <laughs> to you. So literally in 2001, I walked into the Magic Kingdom, turns left to use the toilets, and I'm standing at the urinal with little big Craig in my hand, having a whiz, and the fella next to me, having a whiz as well, introduces himself. Did he
1: like to take his hand out for a handshake?
3: No, no. He, he had all of his, um Johnson. And it was literally, oh, hey, uh, I'm um, Tony from Illinois or whatever he was. Uh, Where are you from? Because I was like milk bottle white with my bum bag on and my uh, Bermuda shorts. You're funny. And, uh, and I'm like, um Nice one, mate. Yeah, I'm Craig from Liverpool. And it was, oh, nice, nice to meet you. Like this, you know, we're both whizzing. Weird. And then, like, you're in a queue, and you're queuing, like you're in the Tower of Terror queue or whatever, and just some American girl will go, oh, hey, so where are you from? And you're like, "Um, Liverpool, where are you from? Oh, we drove for 18 hours from New York we didn't stop all the way and we're here now and we just got here and it's amazing and you're like okay we don't talk to anyone in england do we you don't walk up just down up and down the streets of london liverpool newcastle or anywhere just talking to randoms do you i
4: like that though i think i don't think it's an american thing i think it's just a, a disney and i guess universal type thing mm everyone's just friendly to each other because everyone's there to do the same thing and I like that
1: yeah I'm, I'm with you there man I think it depends you know what where I moved to um the first thing I noticed was that people started to talk to you like I'd be queuing up in a shop and someone would turn around and start talking to me about my kids or asking me how my day was and at first I was really confused because living near London I mean I don't live that far away from London now but I live further out and being near London for, you know, five days a week in central London as well, you just didn't speak to anybody unless you actually knew them. Whilst, you know, there, it seems to, like where I am now, it seems to be quite common for you to just start randomly talking to people and it's quite nice, but at first it's very disconcerting when you're not used to it. Um, but I think it's where you're from because to be honest, you know, most of us live in cities and quite large cities, or near large cities. So I think it does depend on where you're from, because if you go out to the country, for example, you do tend to get people a bit more friendly to you. But it's definitely odd for us. Yeah, I grew up in a tiny little
0: village.
4: I've moved from a city to to a seaside town, and, and I feel like that's not true. I feel like people are much more friendly in Liverpool.
1: I don't think anyone's friendly in um, Liverpool.
4: Me and Craig are dead friendly.
3: We're dead friendly, and we'll knock you out, you little blade. <laughs> I, can, I can be down in your end of the world in two hours, two hours, ten minutes.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, how you travel, yeah. Certainly. What do you think, Paul? Do you think they're just boss? <laughs> trying, to,
0: trying to speak their language. Um, yeah, don't need to try. <laughs> one else will understand you, so it's fine. <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, you want to go potty. It's a bit cringe, isn't it? Potty. Yeah.
0: yeah. Especially for even,
1: the... I've never even said that to my kids, to be honest. He was always trying to go toilet.
0: But You're I, going for a
1: piss, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, although, I mean, of course, it could have been worse. It could have been, do you want to go to the jar? I'll never get used to that one. Um,
4: I haven't heard that for a
1: long time. No, I, I don't think it's very common now, to be honest. But, um yeah, the first time I heard that, that was quite quite strange. Um, does anyone else really hate being uh, hit by push chairs or EM, yeah. uh, it's, ECVs? It's, lecture,
3: yeah, lecture? the ECVs or whatever they are, they burn yeah. my head out. I mean, granddad has to have one when we go, um, and he is he's just he just ploughs through people. It's and it's funny to watch, but it's horrendous as well. Mm. Do You know. Yeah. But. because ev- or everyone who's on one because God you know, God bless them they're, they're buggered somehow they can't walk or they're lazy or, well they're not lazy but you know what I mean Granddad's had a new knee and he's got a gammy knee so he can't walk but if they sat there and was polite and let people pass they would never move anyway because nobody stops to let an ECG go do they mm. do you know what I mean so and occasionally they do have little collisions, and occasionally granddad will put a grandchild on his knee and let the grandchild drive it, and the grandchild will turn it up to full speed, uh, and he literally goes Whoa! and he's off he goes. Yeah, I don't
4: happens. have such a problem with the ECVs because I feel like everyone's kind of courteous. Well, I'd hope that everyone's kind of courteous enough that you know if if you realise that an ECV and Your group of ten people aren't both going to fit through together. They'd let the ECV go through first. But it's the push chairs. There's always some mom that's absolutely fuming about life. And she's just raging through Magic Kingdom with a a stroller. And she's just going to take everyone out. And I'm only little. So the amount of times I get attacked by push chairs is ridiculous.
3: You should literally just hide a push chair and get
1: pushed around. I should probably pretend yeah I can I can imagine that, but I, I the push chair thing I mean I, I get it and I think we've all been there, but when you then are in a position where you have to push a push chair um i I have caught people rarely, but I have done it um I always apologize to be fair, like I never bump into someone and, and not do it if I know I've done it, um, but sometimes that can be a bit of a bugger to to steer. So um, yeah, you might you might do that, but um, I do know that you or I ha- you know you do see those people that, as you say, Amanda, are kind of on a bit of a mission and clearly have no regard for anyone else and just want to get straight yeah. through with people as quickly as possible.
4: Is that um, it? I mean, I've I've had situations where I've been just stood maybe outside of a shop or something like that, maybe I was waiting for Ash, and I've just been stood still for a few minutes, and then a woman has rammed into their <laughs> chair and then shouted at me. Like, it was my fault.
1: How dare you be in the way of a push chair?
4: Exactly. I was like, are you being real? Like, you can clearly see that I'm standing here. You've walked into me on purpose. And she's like, it's your fault. Why didn't you move out of my way? And I'm like, what? She's
1: not entitled. Kirby kiss, girl. Boom. You've been been hurt. You've been hit by uh, a criminal. Push chair. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he going to do that. I put push, <laughs> push chair tron 3000. Um, our friend Wendy Pratter, her second mention of the show tonight, said people who can't walk straight.
3: Oh, try to go around
1: them, but they keep weaving in front of you. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, to be honest, that isn't a, a Disney thing for me. That is an everyday life thing. And again, yeah. that yeah. comes down to a city thing. because
3: Meandering.
1: Ah, uh, well... I don't know if anyone has ever been... Uh, oh, I'll, I'll say that. I know a few people would have done, but um, Oxford Street was the worst for this in London. Oh, God. Oxford Street is a, is a massive, very famous, very busy street in London town, um, wh- home to one of the, the biggest Disney stores as well. And it is notorious for people just stopping dead
0: to try and get their bearings. But that's, rather that's than... What's and on my work at the moment massively yeah. as people just stopping in front of you. That's the thing. Like, we've all been in that position
1: where, oh, hang on a second, what do I need to do now? Or have I gone past where I need to go? Whatever it is. But if I'm going to stop, and maybe it's just me, but if I'm going to stop, I look behind me first to see what's going on. So that if I'm in the way of people, I, step, I make sure I'm out of that situation. I don't just stop dead and wait for someone to plough into the back of me. But people don't. And the other one that gets me, slow walkers. Now, there was a change.com petition a few years ago um, about making Oxford Street into two lanes. A fast lane and a slow lane for pedestrians. And I was all for it. Because I just need to plough down Oxford Street sometimes. If I'm in a... I'm normally in a rush if I'm going down there. I might be on a lunch break or something like that. Or I might just want to get home but need to stop off somewhere first. I will plough down that street. And I have to weave in and out of people. Saying that can be quite a fun game as well. You can pretend you're like in a police car or something. And pretend you've got a steering wheel. And weave in and out of people. But people just walk so slow... Bug the shit out of me. Really, really bothers me. First world problem, possibly, but even so, uh, it's like you're, you're approaching the person in
3: the rear, and you're gauging, aren't you? Shall I go? Shall I overtake them on the left? Shall I overtake them on the right? And it's and then like they walk in the middle. <laughs> it's like they're a magnet. You're and you're a magnet. And as you go to try and go round them to the right, they'll walk in front of you. Boom. Yep, yep.
1: Um, another one that Steve had said was people to recite the entire spiel of a show loudly. Oh, yeah, but
3: who doesn't do that?
1: Well, There's everyone except you.
3: Beautiful tomorrow, shining at the end of every day.
1: i You know what? The only thing I'm glad in life for, Craig, is that we're not going to a theme park together anytime soon, and one where you could recite shows. Uh, if we was both on them at the same time?
3: I'm not being funny, mate. It's part of the holiday. (laughs) We sit front and centre and we sing our little hearts out and then... It's a small world. Animal, anim
1: <laughs> I obviously avoided It's a Small World the other week because I didn't go to Disneyland Paris with my wife. But they were, uh, oh no, I think they were back. I think it was the week after they were back. I got sent into the Entertainer Toy Shop, other toy stores are available, uh, to try and get something for my daughter for her upcoming birthday. And while I was in there shopping, "It's a Small World" came on the loudspeaker. Why? Exactly. Well, because I, I imagine they've got a CD of kids' songs, and it's just on there. That's weird. And because you do. I've, I've, se- I've seen it's a small world on kids' compilations before.
4: Uh,
1: yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 quite a popular song in like for, for that kind of thing. But um, it's still weird when you hear it out of context. It was a proper version. It was sung in all the different languages and everything. So you know You could
3: imagine like um uh a horror film and it's like the seven dwarfs go rogue and start killing everyone. And they have like Johnny Cash singing It's a Small World After All as they're in everyone's ankles. Don't you reckon
1: that would be boss? I I'm not sure if we could get Johnny Cash to sing it, which is a shame. But
3: uh, but other Say than that, yes. George Michael then. Uh,
0: I think he might be busy. Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah.
4: Oh, guys. I think
0: he, I think John he Lennon busy. Oh, it's like the dead wrestlers all over
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> How do you reanimate a corpse? Elvis. <laughs> He's left the building. Um Oh, sorry, Flynn, did I just disturb you? Who get you stabbed? I Started with I disturbed a dog. I moved my leg and he didn't like it, so he jumps off in disgust and he's gone into his bed. Good, that's your bed. You're lucky I let him sit next to me while I'm recording. Um, so, with that in mind, was there any other things that bother you in theme parks?
0: It... I've told my story before about yeah. that fight I nearly had at Fantasmic. So. So, people, so people that cut through groups of people, that split groups of people up as they're trying to walk. But yeah, okay.
3: Yeah. I What does my head in is literally what's happened to... Um, what was his name again? Lewis. Stuart. Oh. oh he's, he got shot. Um, what's the fella who's brought this up? This whiskey's oh. gone right to me. head,
1: the boss. <laughs> uh, Steve Wilson.
3: Steve, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're in a, a forty minute queue and he's obviously walking slow and you overtake him, it's irrelevant. Do you know what I mean? But he's being offended. That burns me out. It doesn't I I like to walk slow because then you have the illusion that you're always moving. Yeah. And I can you can hear the people, you can feel the daggers in your back. Get over yourself. Anyone who's behind me, right, is a freaking bunch of knobheads. Get get behind me or I'll knock you out. I'm like six foot five.
1: I'm a monster. I'll just rip your head off. Do you know oh. what I'm saying? Oh, God. Craig's on, Craig switched it up and gone violent. Um, I, know. I think I think my biggest bugbear, there's, there's probably a couple, but my biggest one is when you're queuing for the parade, and you've been queuing for like an hour, got your spot, and you're all nice and comfortable, and everything's all right. And in five minutes before the parade starts, people try and cut in front of you.
3: Oh, that, yeah. That, that drives you to distraction.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, because, you know, I think we've all been in situations, I certainly have, uh, both pre and post having my own kids, where somebody's come up before the parade started and said, look, do you mind if my kid just goes in front of you and we'll just stand here watching them no problem with that at all i don't mind that because at the end of the day if a family's got their late to see a parade or something the kids aren't going to see squat the adults will they'll be able to look over people or in between gaps the kids probably won't be able to so i've got no problem letting kids in front of me as long as the parents are nearby because once we had <laughs> we was in uh, disney world and uh we were standing there. We'd been there for quite a while. And just as the parade was starting, a few minutes before the parade started, family came up to us and said, oh, would you mind if our kids go in front of you? And we said, oh, yeah, that's, that's no problem. And they're like, okay, we'll see you in, we'll in 20 minutes. I was like, whoa, 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 no. If you want your kids to stay here in front of us and watch the parade? You were standing behind us. They were actually going to leave the kid with us. Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> One, we weren't parents at that point, so we had no idea what to do. But secondly, like I know it it's supposed to be a, a safe place, anything like that is, but I wouldn't dream of leaving my kids with strangers to watch a parade. That just seems ludicrous to me. So um in the end they, they stayed behind us. But uh yeah, so, so people but people that actually try and push in front of you during a parade. Can um, you still get fast passes
3: for the fireworks and the parades? Don't believe so. So, do, what have the Why have they done away with them?
0: They're now the the VIP areas, I believe. So, how would you get into them? Well, I assume, like you, with your assume with like with you your uh, dining yeah. packages.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, they're a bit more profitable for them than just getting a fast pass. So exactly. I,
4: Personally, I would never, ever, ever use a fast pass for fireworks or a parade
1: but Manny you're four foot nothing you need to be at the front to see it
4: no like I'd rather miss out on the parade than use a fast pass for it
3: but if you if it's the end of the night and there's an hour to the parade and you go and have a look and there's a fast pass available which is irrelevant now because you don't do them anymore I I would do it
4: yeah but we don't live in that kind of world now we have to book our fast passes before we go
3: yeah,
4: we do, yeah. So, realistically, and really, they're the first fast passes that go, anyway. Do you think? Yeah. Uh,
3: I, 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 I've never
4: gone onto my Disney experience and seen that there's been a Wishes fast pass. Wishes.
3: Wow. Wishes. Yeah. Oh, we never ate Amanda sing Wishes
4: oh you know what actually in the video that i'm editing tomorrow to put up maybe tomorrow the day after i think i mentioned something and i might sing a bit of wishes
1: oh be like
3: a little angel sent from heaven
4: like my first video is going to be split into two because it was really long so i don't know whether it was in the beginning of it or near the end of it
3: Mm. just give us a little just sing wishes now go on
4: no mate, i'm too sick
3: oh you can't sing you're one of them aren't you you can't like, sing.
4: I'm very bad at singing, but I sing all day <laughs> every day because I don't care. Because car karaoke and regular karaoke are my two favourite things in life.
3: What's your go-to karaoke song?
4: Um, I'm really loving um, Oh Sherry by Steve Perry.
3: Oh God, I've never heard of that song.
4: I love that. That's my favourite song to sing ever. And if it's not that, it's usually "Share" and Milo.
3: Shared Meatloaf?
4: Yeah. What did they do? Um, I forgot what it's called. One second, they'll find it.
3: Because I love Meatloaf. One of mine um, is... Uh, Dead Parad- ring for Love. Oh, Dead Ringer for Love.
4: Dead Ringer for Love.
3: Dead yeah. Ringer for Love. Dead Love. Oh. I
4: can't remember what it's called. Though. It's more like that Shared Meatloaf one Then I have to just do the tune.
3: I love Paradise by the Dashboard Light.
4: Like. Yeah, I love that. I love Meatloaf. Oh.
3: Oh, God, I'd love to do... If ever we are oh, pats cross at Universal or any time, Amanda, we're doing that.
4: OK, let's do it.
3: Let's just do it.
4: I have to meet like that. You have to be sure.
3: I'm, uh, I'm up with that.
4: <laughs> OK.
3: I love it. What's your... Can you sing uh, Mr. Dubs, P-Dubs, Dubs in the House? Uh, Dubs,
0: a Dubs, little, Dubs. little bit. Go on, a what's your... Bit. I tend to to lean towards your city and Beatles. Oh, God, yeah. I could
3: sing the Beatles all day long. The Scousers are born, literally, singing
1: Beatles songs. Yeah, that's true. It's funny. I was born to the sound of of Bow Bells, and he was born to the sound of uh, the Beatles. Different cultures, different worlds. Um, I used to do a lot of karaoke, um, and my go-to's were <coughs> things like Linkin Park. I used to Ooh. do. Um, I used to do a duet with my mate, and I what? would do yeah, and I would do the um, we would do it in the end, and I would do the um, not the I can't remember who's who in Linkin Park, but I would do the the guy that sings first, who would kind of do like the background bits and then sing the chorus that would be me and my friend would do the kind of rapier bits in between. And I used to, all. I also used to do um, Mysterious Girl with a guy called Horace. <laughs> right oh. now, Horace, Horace was a uh, 60 plus year old man from the Caribbean um, who had moved over a, a few years before and lived in my old town. And he would I'll always asked me if I would duet with him. He was too scared to go up on stage by himself, so I'd go and duet. He would sing "Mysterious Girl" as Peter Andre, and I would do Bubbler Ranks."
3: No way!
1: Yeah, I used to love it. I used to find it hysterical.
3: We need to do an episode where all we do is sing. No, we really
1: don't. We really don't. I used to be, a, <laughs> I used to be a good singer, but I've, I've not sung karaoke in years. My, my vocal has gone to shot now.
0: Just after
1: dark, mate. Up, oh. yeah. yeah. We'll meet a karaoke bar. <laughs> we'll hire out a lucky voice box or something. But uh, yeah, cool. Was there anything else that anyone wanted to talk about?
4: Um, did you guys already talk about the um, universe of energy?
1: Well, the rumours
3: of oh, the plans have been put in, haven't they, or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah, saw, I just saw them, I think, yesterday.
3: We haven't talked about it, no, because it's, it's literally hot off the press.
1: It's, um, yeah, I mean, the, the plans don't reveal anything, do they? But, I mean, the rumour for a long time has been that they're going to do something Guardians of the galaxy in there. Does well, the wants...
4: plans just show that it's a really, really big area that they're working with.
1: It's huge, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's got to be a big building it's in, but... I can't believe they would keep the attraction as it is. Like, the technology is just crap, innit? it? I like, um,
3: Ellen's Energy Adventure.
1: I did it the first time I ever went, and I have no interest in ever doing it again. I can barely remember it, to be honest. is it just a load of you watching screens? There's a few animatronics and that, but you can have a really good sleep in there. Yeah, it almost sent me to sleep.
0: Yeah, animatronics, pre-lesbian Ellen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, pre-out pre, pre out lesbian Ellen. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure she was a lesbian before she came out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be sad to see it go. And I think Epcot is an area that does need a bit of an injection. You know, you know obviously Frozen has been very popular, but it was Frozen. It was always going to be popular, but it definitely needs... Some more attractions there, doesn't it?
4: Well, a lot of people have been saying that they think it's going to be a roller coaster of some type mm. because of the, the huge space that will be taken off.
3: I'm up with that.
4: I'm um, so ready for a roller coaster at Epcot.
3: Yeah, totally. Epcot needs some love. Mm. It's almost becoming, I've seen people now. Uh, ripping people for drinking around the world. So was that going to be out of order? Because I've never done it before. We could we're doing it this year
1: with the kids. With the kids, yeah. Never too young. Um, I don't know. I think I, I I would. I don't know about that. I mean, I think it's become a more popular thing. But do you get many people behaving like idiots around there? Other yeah. than the people that pull pull meets or.
3: I think I think um, food and wine you you tend to i mean we're we're not going we we won't do it, you know what I mean we're going to try and do it, but it's gonna to be too hot in August to do it, What,
4: you're not going to do food and
3: wine well no it, it literally starts the day, I think before we fly home, oh
4: what food and wine's my favorite thing ever
3: I'm desperate to do it, but <laughs> i've all oh, i'm it's one of them things where I could do it in September when I'm there for the weekend. Not but, really. But I've always promised I want to do it with <laughs> my wife.
1: <laughs> so, Amanda, you can keep uh-huh. one thing: food and wine or ET. ET. Well, you just say it's your favourite thing ever.
4: Well, other than like a ride.
1: or park
3: what's your favourite Disney Disney ride Amanda Tower of Terror Tower of Terror or E.T.
4: E.T. listen I'll pick E.T. over anything
3: E.T. or your left arm E.T. E.T. or your right arm
4: I have my right arm
3: you'd keep your right arm
4: yeah, because I'm right-handed. so i we don't found our
3: weakness. <laughs> you better keep your eye on that right arm, Gail.
4: Please, no, I've got my right arm off. <laughs> the right thing.
1: <laughs> Left arm. But, I mean, is anyone bothered to see Ellen go? That's the question. No. No, no.
3: it's... I enjoy it. I like I enjoy everything. It's the only... Like, I say this about everything. It's the only... Place on the planet you can see Ellen's Energy Adventure.
4: That is very true. Um, I'll always be sad to see any attraction go. Correct. But I'm excited to see what they're going to put there instead.
3: Again,
0: correct. Yes. Epcot, Epcot is my least favorite park of the <gasps> four.
4: <gasps> it's
3: Fun. Epcot's absolute my country mile. Right. Come on, let's get right, Amanda. Put your Your top, your four, in order. waste at the bottom.
4: Okay. So, my number one's Epcot.
3: Okay.
4: Number two is MGM.
3: Yeah.
4: Number three is Magic Kingdom, and number four is Animal Kingdom.
0: P-dubs. Hollywood Studios, number one. Yeah. Magic Kingdom, number two. Animal Kingdom, three. Epcot, four. (sighs) Nicholas. Um, poor
1: god. Uh, I know what my f- three and four are, it's the top two that's bothering me. Um, I will say Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and
3: mine is Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom. Hmm. That's quite interesting, that little bit of insight into how our brains work.
1: Mm. It was a tough one because I, I mean, there are attractions I love at Hollywood Studios, but the Magic kingdoms is the Magic Kingdom. I can immerse, you know, I feel more immersed there than any other park. I don't have to go on attractions there to enjoy everything. Whilst in Hollywood Studios, it doesn't have that same magical feeling. It's really well themed, but uh, there's nowhere like you know, at Disneyland. No way. So, that's, that's why it pipped it. But on rides, then it probably would have been Hollywood Studios.
4: And yeah. Star Wars you know, I, opens. I love Magic Kingdom, obviously. Like, uh, I really, really love Magic Kingdom. But, I feel like if I went to Disney and I didn't ride Tower of Terror, I wouldn't feel like I'd been to Disney.
3: Interesting. So, with. Would you still make a beeline for Tower of Terror when it's re themed to Guardians of the Galaxy?
4: I, I like, I literally don't want that to ever happen, so no.
1: Has anyone heard any of the reviews, by the way, of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout?
4: No, I did see the sign outside, though. The sign looks pretty cool.
1: Oh Yeah, I like the sign, actually. Um, I've, I'm sure I've heard that it's pretty good, actually. I've heard nothing but rubbish. Oh, right, okay. But, But the reason for that is allegedly, and again, this is only from, there's only only been a few reviews out because there was a, there was some kind of preview the other week, but it wasn't a paid for preview. So I'm not sure how people got on it, but I saw a few reviews, but what they said is that everything now is screens. There's no physical props. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't remember there being that many physical props in the Tower of Terror in Disneyland Paris. I'm trying to think of oh, what they're I talking don't. about. Um, you know, Magic Kingdom 1's diff Well, I wouldn't say the props, but because of the, the fifth dimension, there's that element as well. But they say it's very screen-based. Um, and from what I understand as well, there's, there's six songs, isn't there? There's six songs you can hear on yes. the ride. And only one of them is from the film, isn't it? Yeah. In fact I think the the song selection's really weird because aren't all the songs from like the sixties or like the late sixties, early seventies? Believe so. Which and,
0: doesn't really keep and Gen- the, the the choices in the films. Yeah, yeah, James Gunn's obviously picked songs that he has no intention of ever using in the films. Well has he though?
3: Like Or do we know the end chosen? Of Guardians two, spoilers. He gets round the fact that there's volume one mixtape, there's volume two mixtape, and he gets given a zoom. Yeah. So, so volume three, or whatever it's going to be, he'll be listening to a zoom. No one listens. Yeah, but
0: on? I believe the ride's based during the first one.
1: Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah,
0: because Group's fully grown.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's based on the... on Well... It certainly looks that way. Cause by, well, I don't know, actually. It's, when you think about it, Paul, because... He's got to be fully grown again at some point. he That's another spoiler from the second one, the end of the second one, isn't it? But Yeah. I mean, by Infinity War, I think Infinity War he'll be back to being group, won't he? For They've no
0: said he's going
1: to be... Tween. Okay. He's be tween that's boy.
0: what they're calling him at the moment, and I think they said he's going to be kind of university-college age. Okay. By the time um, Infinity War comes around.
3: Um, who plays a Axel Rose in it?
1: Aye. Who
3: plays him? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel.
1: You know. what?
3: Axel, I always get them two mixed
1: up. Yeah, no, easily uh, done. I... Easily done. Yeah.
3: Vin Diesel has said we have still not seen a fully grown Groot in the films. Right. So there you go. So he's going to be massive. He's going to have big conkers.
1: But. So, Paul, this is where I'm trying to work it out, because am I not right in thinking, in Volume 1, The Collector's uh, Collection, uh, what's it called, that place?
0: (laughs) Sivian Collection, Exactly what he's calling it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if the building was called something else, but I thought that building was destroyed. It was, and this is now where he's moved it to. So uh, the thing is, is it so? Then could it be?
3: It's not it, set in film. There, it, it?
1: it won't be volume one. It'll be volume three. No,
0: they've said it's volume one. Can't be. Groot's fully grown. Yeah, he was. He uh, was still fully grown after the the collector's original collection was destroyed. So it could be set in between that happening and the finale. I I think it's volume three. They've I said it's volume three. one.
1: I don't care what they you... say. <laughs> but, but aren't he sitting on the load
3: of um, debris at the end of Volume 1? How are the ducks sitting
1: there? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be interested <laughs> how, how the duck makes an appearance, actually. But um, nevertheless, I, mean, I still think he looks good, but what I was saying about the music is that um, you hear one song during your ride. So it's not a case of you hearing six all six songs a bit like when you go on Aerosmith, you hear a, you know your your ride.
3: But isn't it so something like six different scenarios as well? So you've got the
0: re-rideability factor.
1: I don't I don't know about that. I don't know about
0: that. But uh... little little spoiler that I read about the uh, the queue um, is that they've uh, used some of the unused characters from Captain EO. Oh. Why? Apparently in the queue. I don't know why, but apparently they're there have got the that. collection. I would have got that if
1: they were if they were using the same building as Captain EO. Yep. But it seems a bit odds to put them in there. It's a, you know, it's a nice Disney touch, don't get me wrong, but just uh, eh, interesting. But yeah, apparently the theming inside the queue area is really good. I have heard that. So... And has anyone seen, I don't think we've talked about it, has anyone seen the meet and group with Star-Lord? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the
0: one at Hollywood Studios? Yeah. Baby oh. group. Well, did you see the one in Disneyland? No. No. Star-Lord and full-size group. Oh. oh. Yeah. How's so the group? The How,
1: how's the big group?
0: I've not seen it. I don't think it started yet. It's part of the Once Everything Opened. Right. Like summer of summer of Heroes.
1: Oh, yes, of course. It's the end of the month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep,
0: starts yeah. this weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because um, I mean, I thought it was quite cute for what it was. I didn't think he was a terrible Star-Lord. But the problem with such big characters in these things, especially ones that their face is exposed, is that it makes it more obvious when it's not that person.
3: I'm not being funny. Kylo Ren is perfect. He's got his mask on. He's got pre-recorded audio. It works. Star-Lord could have been an ide- exactly the same. He's got an iconic mask. Give him a few predetermined frigging buttons that depress and he talks to you. The, everyone wants to see baby Groot anyway. Mm. He looks not unlike him. Chris Pratt is ripped. He's Uh, my man crush.
4: He's my man crush too.
3: Yeah, he's he's uh, my uh, man crush as well. Him and Steve. I'm literally going to fight you, Amanda. He's mine. I will fight you. You bite me, me, my ankles. I
4: liked him. I liked him in Parks and Rec. I liked him in Jurassic World.
3: I liked him in Parks and Rec. I only seen two episodes. He was dead funny.
1: He's brilliant in Parks and Rec. But the funny thing is, if you watch that, it's it's amazing. To, like I never saw him in that, and thought one day he's gonna be the star of the biggest film franchises in the world. He's a bit beefy, isn't he? In that, if I remember rightly. Oh yeah, 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 very much so. But the thing is, it's not even the weight. It's just the fact that he's just so comical in it. You didn't really see him as being anything but like the funny sidekick or something. And he's funny in Jurassic World, and he's you know obviously really funny in the Guardians films. But it's not just a comic character; they're well-rounded. It just shows he's a really good actor. So, yeah, special. I still love my him. I did say stay first, so I've kind of backed myself into a stay-from-corner.
0: He's all over you, mate. Uh, we're,
1: we're having a pool's man crush. If we've all got a you know. I have our crushes. Who's yours, Paul?
0: Uh, I'm. Yeah, it's Johnny Depp. It's Always it's has been. It's a good choice. And I've met him. So... Well,
3: what did you do? Did you cry like a girl or did you lick him? Do
0: you know what? It, it's one of those situations when you're at the, those film premieres that you're right at the barrier and they're literally inches away from your face and you just don't know what to do because they are literally right there. And it's kind of like it walks off and you just go, oh, that's it he's gone and
3: he's gone from my life at, forever
0: you look down at your picture and go well there's my bit of Johnny Depp <laughs> oh it's true
3: do you think he'll come on the show if we email him constantly
1: yes
0: <laughs>
1: I heard
3: do he's you a think, big fan
0: if we, if we tell him that, that we've got a, a hospital that needs to go and visit
1: it
3: oh, is we... after dark hospital for the criminally
1: insane we'll just, we'll just say yeah. Jim Hill's coming on that's all we'll do. that be enough. Uh, <laughs> well, wishes. Um, right. In <laughs> yeah. that case, in that case, I think we're probably done for this episode of Disaster Dark, and we've given you everything, dear listener. We've had beer. We've had uh, a live call—the first live call from Pandora on a podcast—and we've had our man crushes.
3: And don't forget our vloggers. Go and, and like and subscribe on YouTube.
1: Don't forget the vloggers. And and also like and subscribe this show. Um, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you uh, probably next week. I'm not sure when D's back. But when he's back, we'll have a, a lovely trip report with him and a catch-up. And uh, we'll see you then.
4: Bye.
3: I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, can't next mine. I've <laughs> nicked yours. I'm oh, sorry, Meath. You say it now.
0: I said it last time. Oh,
1: there you fuck.
4: go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Dis After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com Pull slash this after dark. That's P A T R E O N dot com. Pull slash this after dark. Thank you.